0: Chapter 15 of Things Worth Doing and How to Do Them This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Tatiana Cicilla Things Worth Doing and How to Do Them by Lena Beard and Adelia B. Beard A Living Christmas Tree This Christmas tree is not planted in a tub or fastened to a stand. It does not remain just where it is put, neither is it attached to a mechanical device that makes it whirl and spin around dizzily as they sometimes do in the shops. It is a living Christmas tree, a green Christmas tree all covered with glittering ornaments and bright-colored toys, with little bells at the bottom that tinkle musically as it moves, and on the topmost point a brilliant star that sends out tinsel rays from every point. Then, a little distance below the star, a face a laughing face with shining eyes that reveal the guardian angel of the tree. You can keep the preparation of the living tree absolutely secret and make it a complete surprise, for it does not have to be set up where all may see in order to be decorated, and no hint of its existence need be given until the time arrives, the door is thrown open, and the beautiful, sparkling Christmas tree glides slowly into the room. How to prepare the living Christmas tree Choose quite a tall girl for the angel of the tree, and from dark green, undressed cambric, cut a long, plain cloak that will fit smoothly over her shoulders and hang like an inverted cornucopia from neck to feet. Make the peaked hat out of stiff brown paper, cutting it like figure 221, and pasting it together like figure 222. Cover the hat with some of the green cambric, allowing the cape of the material to fall from the hat to shoulders at the back, figure 223. Get three or four quires of moss-green tissue paper, Cut it into strips six inches wide and cut each strip into rather coarse fringe, leaving a solid strip for heading at the top, two inches wide. Beginning at the bottom, sew the fringe around the cloak, allowing it to reach just to the edge of the cloth. Above the first row of fringe and overlapping it, sew the second row, bringing its lower edge within three inches of the bottom edge of the first row. In this way, put on row after row of fringe, always overlapping it until the cloak is entirely covered, then cover the hat and its cape in the same manner. Take a light wooden hoop, one of the kind the children roll on the pavements in hoop time, and, turning the edge of the cloak up once, fit the hoop in the fold and hem the edge over it. This will hold the cloak out firmly at the bottom, and it should hang smooth and straight from the shoulders with a generous lap where it closes in front. Pin the fronts together, leaving an opening only large enough to slip over the head. Now suspend the cloak on a waist hanger in such a way that you can reach it from all sides and proceed to decorate. Around the bottom sew a row of small bells, and here and there all over the cloak sew large dress hooks, on which to hang the fragile glass ornaments and small presents. Pin on the tinsel decorations and strings of popcorn with safety pins, and leave the finishing touches until the angel has entered her tree. The tall hat, tipped by its bright star, may be completely trimmed and put safely away until needed. All decorations and presents must be light in weight. On the eventful night, let the Christmas tree angel slip into the tree, and, after it is nicely adjusted, Hang around her neck strings of colored glass balls, and suspend from the hooks the glass ornaments and presents. Put the peaked hat on her head, and the living Christmas tree will be ready for her triumphant entry. To avoid the danger of accident, do not allow the tree in a room where there are unprotected gas lights, candles, or open fire, and let the cloak be put on the angel in a room adjoining the one in which she is to appear, for going up or down stairs encased in the cloak is not to be thought of. End of chapter 15